The key differences between the U.S. and the U.K. on counterterrorism in a post-9-11, uh, post-7-7 context, for me, have uh, really come down to differences in civil rights um, and civil liberties kinds of enforcement. The U.K. was more willing to um, regulate uh, controversial views, extremist views, even if those views weren't violent or hadn't led to any criminal activity. So people that just had extremist views, extremist thoughts, were being uh, f focused on and targeted and um, regulated. And by contrast, the U.S. was not inclined to do that. I think that the U.K.'s experience with the Northern Ireland Troubles factors into the mix. The U.S. has not had to deal with a 30 years conflict like the Troubles. So the U.S. is still kind of figuring its way uh, out as it pertains to counterterrorism enforcement. The concept of British values has now become intertwined with counterterrorism uh, policymaking and uh, rhetoric. So what we have, particularly in the UK and to a lesser extent in the US, is this notion that um, those that wish to engage in th thoughts or views that are extreme um, are somehow not adhering to British values, um, are not part of mainstream thought and are outsiders. Um, these are folks that are basically not welcome um, if their views are not adhering to mainstream values. Now, who defines British values? Um, that's unclear. What exactly are British values? That's also a bit unclear. Um, but it certainly has become the rhetoric around which counterterrorism policy um, has justified many of the expansions, particularly in the past few years. Um, I think that you have uh, Muslim populations in the UK that tend, with the levels of dep deprivation that we see economically and segregation, there's a disproportionality of um, alienation and disconnectedness from mainstream views, feeling um, uh, uh, traditionally marginalized. It's a real contrast to the US. Um, US data doesn't indicate the same level of marginalization um, uh, amongst U.S. Muslims, it does um, with U.K. Muslims. And I think that that's one factor um, that helps shape U.K. UK counterterrorism policy in ways that's different from the U.S. It's not the only factor, but it's something worth considering. I think that the rhetoric that you see talking about U.K. Muslim populations in relation to terrorism and, um, has now taken the language of integration. It's really called into question the, the UK brand of multiculturalism. What I actually found is that the, the blurring of boundaries between the state of emergency and non-emergency were very parallel between the US and the UK. So what I found was that in each instance there was a, a long pre-9-11 track record of instituting states of emergency um, and with that erosion of civilities, expansions of police powers and new counterterrorism legislation. What I found in the post-9-11 context, which, is, which was the focus of my study, was that both the U.S. and the U.K. Um, similarly instituted states of emergency that have yet to go away. Um, so despite having had um, well-established counterterrorism laws in place and police powers in place before 9-11, in both instances, both the U.S. and the U.K. expanded, further expanded counterterrorism laws and police powers in ways that have not since been rolled back. And I don't think 
that these states of emergency will be rolled back anytime soon, so long as there's a perception uh, that there, the Al-Qaeda or now ISIS-inspired terrorism threat um, remains uh, key, key threats to both countries. Mm -hmm.